Soon afterwards, Jesus went to a town called Nain, and his disciples and a large crowd went with him. As he approached the gate of the town, a man who had died was being carried out. He was his mother's only son, and she was a widow, and with her was a large crowd from the town. When the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came forward and touched the bier, and the bearer stood still. And he said, Young man, I say to you, rise. The dead man sat up and began to speak, and Jesus gave him to his mother. Fear seized all of them, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has risen among us, and God has looked favorably on God's people. This word about him spread throughout Judea and all the surrounding country. Where are you this morning? Is it a bit jarring, perhaps? You walked through these doors and crashed straight into the somber heaviness of a funeral in our scripture this morning. Why is someone up front talking at you? There's no gathering song. What is this healing and anointing thing? This chapel service is sandwiched between a bunch of midterm exams. We're all sitting here, but not all of our minds are here. Where are you this morning? What did you bring with you? Stress from classes, anxiety over midterms, tiredness from a weekend that was a little too short. Did you bring joy, energy, a readiness and a willingness to be here? Did you bring your friends? Did you bring yourself? Did you bring your wallet, your glasses, your student ID? Did you turn off your electronics? Did you bring your hopes, your dreams, your aspirations and ambitions, your faith and doubts, questions, dissatisfaction, unrest and unease, skepticism, a critical eye? Did you bring distance with you? What about fear, pain, guilt, or maybe shame? Did you bring your sin, your unrealistic expectations, that finish line that you'll never cross, that's been on your to-do list, that never ends, that you beat yourself up over every night, did you bring that too? Did you bring your brokenness, the roses with all their many thorns? This morning, are your bags heavy or are they light? Where are you this morning? What did you bring with you? What have you had to leave behind? The widow in our scripture that Eliana recited is just leaving her town on a journey all her own. She brought her only son with her, but when she returns, she will have to leave him behind, six feet under. When she returns, she will leave her only son behind. She will leave behind her breadwinner, her security, her retirement plan, her future, her livelihood, her son. Maybe you brought a few things with you, but maybe you also recall those things that couldn't quite make it for better or for worse. A few of you might have an empty seat at the family dinner table back home that you wish were filled again. And the rest of us can probably name a few names, and some of us quite a few names, of people who aren't around anymore. And so we have funerals. 
to help say goodbye, to help bring closure to that part of life. There is a clear place at a funeral where you end one chapter and begin another one. Except that there are plenty of other things in our lives that pass away in silence. No fanfare, maybe a few tears, maybe a lot of tears, but no funeral. In our lives, we have burst things, and some of them have died. A job evaporates, relationships fall apart, cherished dreams get dashed to pieces. There are many other ways that we experience death. The end of a life season, the loss of independence or physical health, the crumbling of a marriage, the split or folding of a church, the insidious death grip of injustice, mental or emotional health that begins a downward spiral, hope may die, and even faith can be choked. We don't quite know how to grieve these things because we don't know what to do about their demise, especially because there is no social ritual attached to their expiration. We can carry the stench of death with us for years and become so accustomed to its smell and we learn to live with our limp for so long that we forget to dress our wounds. Where are you this morning? What did you bring with you? And what have you had to leave behind? I'd invite you to turn to 377 in your blue book, if you'd like to see the music, Healer of Our Every Eel. Ill. 377.
My role in this guided prayer is to provide a space in which your hearts can speak with each other and with God. This is a lofty goal, and I know that I will not entirely reach it, but I hope that it will be meaningful nonetheless, and I ask forgiveness, both yours and God's, for my inevitable shortfallings. As a way of offering up a communal prayer, I invite you to turn to number 152 in the blue hymnal or worship book and to keep a finger in it throughout the prayer. Intermittently, I will hold up my hands to lead the Kyrie eleison, that is, the Greek for Lord have mercy. Hear these words, this small story of a member of our GC family. I have been struggling to find a reason as to why I am a Christian that is deeper than the typical Sunday school answer. My prayer is for God to show me that regardless of my faltering trust, he is always faithful because I know that he is. Another personal prayer from our Goshen family. Hope, to me, is a small voice in the back of my mind telling me not to let go of my dream. I hope to prove to my parents that I can make a living and a difference with my major. It's the feeling that maybe, with this next accomplishment, my family will finally be proud of me. This is what keeps me going, to prove my parents wrong, my family wrong, Hope is a small sliver of light that shines in my world of darkness. For me, leaving behind friends, my support, to go experience a new place and meet new people, you hope that you are able to meet people that can be your support, and you theirs. Pray that you remember the old friends amongst the new ones. It's that late night phone when a simple text would have been fine. And with that, I roam these halls, looking, searching for something that I've lost, because I have almost lost all hope. As a community, a family, we lament the ways in which we have failed to embody your love to those around us for unkind words that have left our mouths, or unjust deeds that our hands have done, we ask your forgiveness and our neighbor's forgiveness. For kind words left unsaid, or just deeds left undone, we beg your mercy, God. To a God who knows each individual hair on each individual head, we know that worries may seem insignificant still matter to you. We marvel at your validation of all our stories, your acceptance of all our doubts and fears, your empathy for our hopes and dreams. During midterm season, in the midst of a busy semester, we pray that your peace, which passes all understanding, will envelop our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.
We acknowledge here, God, the pain in the world and our role in it. From hurricanes to divisive political seasons, we pray for strength to constantly act justly, love mercy, and walk humbly with you. In solidarity with the worldwide family of Jesus of Nazareth, I invite you to pray together out loud using the words he taught us. These words are recited in many diverse cultures and beautiful languages, projected on the screen here in one English translation. Please pray with me. Abba God in heaven, hallowed be your name. May your reign come, may your will be done. you are this morning, whatever you have brought with you and whatever you have left behind, whatever you are grieving, tangible or intangible, know that you are welcome here. Andy Rain of the Northumbria community has written, do not hurry as you walk with grief. It does not help the journey. Walk slowly, pause and often. Do not hurry as you walk with grief. Be not disturbed by memories that come unbidden. Swiftly forgive and let Christ speak for you unspoken words. Unfinished conversation will be resolved in him. Be not disturbed. Be gentle with the one who walks with grief. If it is you, be gentle with yourself. Swiftly forgive, walk slowly, pause and often. Take time, be gentle as you walk with grief. Turn to number 356 in your hymnal and sing with
As Monica said in her brief meditation this morning, we come to this place bearing many different things, different burdens, stress, anxiety, fatigue, near the middle of the semester. The anointing portion of this service is a tangible way of recognizing and praying for those realities. In scripture, anointing has been used to bless kings, pray for healing, and even as a way to offer hospitality to a visitor in your home. But it is also a way of recognizing brokenness and grief, as well as holiness and worth of each individual. You may choose to come and be anointed for something in your own life, and you may also choose to be anointed on behalf of someone or something beyond yourself. I invite you to hold these things in your heart if you choose to receive anointing. No matter where you are in your relationship with the divine, even if you have no relationship at all, no matter what emotions you may carry this morning, you are welcome to come and be anointed. In the anointing ritual, oil is traditionally applied to the forehead, but if you are uncomfortable with this, you may offer your hand and receive oil that way. The worship assistants have set up two additional forms of response. One, a prayer station by the cross, and the other, a canvas board similar to the one in front of me here, where you can write a few words or draw something simple representing a time where you felt healing or as a way to pray for healing. You are welcome to participate in all or none of these responses this morning. During the time of anointing, please feel free to sing along with the songs that Aaliyah, Monica, and Anne will lead. Thank you. At this time, we ask that you stand and you can come forward to be anointed.
darkness you give hope you restore wrap up our chapel service this morning, the worship assistants and I pray that you will later on leave this place feeling refreshed and hopeful. We pray that you can truly feel the healing powers of the Lord and that you accept those blessings as they come. We know that this is a stressful week with exams, events, sports, and concerts, as Monica had said. 
but remember that we have three days until fall break. Woo! We encourage you to take that time and reflect on the things that have been placed in your life. We encourage you to stop for a moment and breathe. Remember that all of this hard work that you are putting in is only helping you to achieve everything that God has placed in front of you and everything that has been planned. As we rise to sing this last song, think about the many blessings you have already received in this life and look forward to the more that are undoubtedly coming. Our final song for today is number 346 in your blue books, um, Dona Nobis Pachem. We'll sing it once through in unison and then once through as a round. And I'll, I'll cue you one, two, and three.